Hey everybody, welcome back to The Collective. We have another fantastic show for you planned out today. Very excited, new face, Katie Hernandez. Thank you so much for joining us. Matt, always good to see you. Sometimes Sunday, Matt, not semi-regular, mm -hmm. Matt. Yeah. You missed got, last week. Got I got to bring my title back up, so I got to like, you know, start from the bottom, work my way back up. Good man. Work your way yeah. through it. That's the Conviction. way to do it. Now, while we're ragging on Matt a little bit, by all means, make sure you smash those buttons, hit the like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, do all that good stuff, and uh, you get your email every morning whenever we go live, which is, of course, every day. Now, if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, by all means, put them up in the comments section, just like this one, and we can engage them immediately. Winterstorm, good morning, team. Good morning, Winterstorm. And uh, with that, I'm going to jump to Katie. You want to give us a little quick rundown, 30, 45 seconds on who you are, where you come from, all that good stuff. Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Katie. I am a captain in the United States Army. Um, I'm getting promoted to major. So currently, I am at major school at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. Um, I've been in the military for 10 years. Uh, I've been EOD all 10 years, explosive ordnance disposal, so the Army's bomb squad. And I absolutely love my job. I uh, can continue with my uh, military uh, career. So I'll be in the next 10 years. And yeah, it's just uh, me and my dog traveling around being in the military. <laughs> um, that's about it. I love it. Awesome. Love it. That's a that's a that's a good life. You and a dog blowing stuff up. That's a good life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, yesterday, we were talking about osmosis and learning and we got into, you know, the classroom type of um, inspira inspirational cycle, I guess, in that Sean was inspired to inspire his students. His students then took that inspiration, inspired each other, and they inspired, they in turn re-inspired Sean. Does that sound about right, Sean? Yeah, that's a pretty good logic loop. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give a quick definition on inspire or inspiration, and, uh, and then we can dive into the conversation as to how that applies to... Um, I just forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Inspiring. Inspiration. Yes. No, I was, um, was going to start uh, embracing the suck because we're still in that embracing the suck week. So I wanted to talk about how inspiration applies to that because it definitely does. So inspiration, uh, definition, arousal of the mind to special unusual activity or activity or creativity. Uh, the act of arousing to a particular emotion or action, a sudden intuition as part of solving a problem and there's a whole bunch i'm not going to go into all of them but uh i really like this one and it says a, a product of your creative thinking and work and i thought that was quite interesting but when i say the word inspiration or inspiring others what are your first thoughts matt i'm going to come to you first what okay you yeah for sure um the way i think of an inspiration is it's more the way you describe those kind of very short term, as in like, oh, I'm inspired to go do this, or you know, oh, I have inspiration to solve this problem. But for me, it's more in being inspired for the long haul, right? Like I'm inspired to get fit because I'm inspired to learn this course because, right? Mm. Um, and for me, my biggest driving factor for inspiration is fear. And it's not afraid of doing what it is, it's the free, it's the fear of feel uh, failing or not having an opportunity to achieve what I could do, right? Like um, for me, it's not about one of the things is like not fearing death. It's more about fearing not living in the moment. And that makes me inspired to go do stuff. Mm, interesting. 
Katie, what do you think when I first talk about inspiration? Yeah, no, I like what you said there, Matt, because um, I also try to look at everything in life as short, intermediate goals or um, life is a series of choices that we make. And when you think about it that way, it's like you make choices all day, every day, and those choices eventually add up to the bigger picture. Um, so basically what you're saying, you know, about, uh, you know, the fear of not fulfilling, you know, your, your capacity in life, um, that's added up by a series of those little choices every single day from hitting the snooze button or, and sleeping in or getting up and going to the gym, you know, eating healthy and not healthy, uh, you know, what you choose to do in your free time, who you choose to surround yourself with. So when you look at it as life is just a series of those choices that you make every day, those choices tend to be a little more impactful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Sean, what are your initial thoughts? Well, I think that there's two uh, aspects to inspiration. There's being inspired and there's inspiring others. And uh, I think that you can do the, the two of them simultaneously or in parallel, or uh, perhaps you can separate the two and uh, singularly focus on how best to inspire yourself. And then, you know, the following day, how best to inspire others. But I feel that if you've been if you understand inspiration to some degree, I think in parallel, you can achieve both of them simultaneous. Uh, that's basically my first thoughts on inspiration, whether you're doing it for yourself, whether you're doing it for others, or whether you're doing them both simultaneously. Interesting. Now, <clears throat> as it is embracing the suck week, and we're kind of filling this in, um, I really wanted to just touch on this right away was, where do you, where do you think inspiration fits into that? Where do you, do you feel like perhaps you're inspired to embrace the suck and to get into it? Or do you think that perhaps within the suck, you get inspiration out of it? Sean, I'm going to go back to you right away and then I'm going to hit everybody else. What do you think? Sure. Uh, I, I don't think that uh, I've ever um, embraced the suck to find inspiration. I just like embracing the suck. Uh, <laughs> it appeals to me. Uh, but in so doing... Uh, I think that it can inspire others. Like, it wouldn't inspire me so much. I just look at the suck as the path, and the path is normal, and that's all good. But if there's something coming out of that uh, externally for others, then that's kind of where I focus is. If I'm doing something hard, and it's encouraging others to do something harder within their life, or encouraging others to pursue a, a bigger dream than they've got, then that's where I think embracing the suck has value for me. I guess I've just been embracing it for so long that uh, it's not that I don't learn lessons in it. It's just that it doesn't inspire me to go do another day of suck because I've got too many decades of it to need that kind of inspiration. So when I'm in it, it feels normal to me. I like it, but I don't do it to inspire me. But I think that the outcome of it is it can inspire others. Katie, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think those reps in those darker places are embracing the suck, if uh, so to speak. Um, I think that builds somewhat of a callus over time. And so when I think 
a lot of us have very similar personalities in that regard. Um, we naturally tend to dive into those situations as opposed to avoiding them. And so for us, I feel like we have like a little bit of an advantage when life throws curveballs or hard things um, towards us because we put ourselves through those repetitions so often that when bad things do happen, we're like, I can do this. I've been through worse. I can survive this. Um, so I, I think if nothing else, those reps are important, um, whether that's physical or mental or whatever. It doesn't have to always uh, be physical. Um, but I, I think as far as looping it back to inspiration, um, you know, I like to inspire by doing with people. So if I am preaching something, I need to practice what I preach. If I am telling somebody to do something, it's because I'm doing it too. Um, I think that's really where those uh, tying in like the hard, hard aspects of life and trying to be inspiring at the same time. I think that's where that kind of folds together. Mm -hmm. Matt, what are your thoughts? I kind of like what both are saying because it kind of like fits together, like embracing the suck and being in the like, the normalcy of the rough, right? I, I, I feel that too. Is like when things get easy, I'm like, well, okay, it's got to suck a little bit more before I get interested, right? Um, but I like what Kitty was saying about how it's callousing and that you go through it. And that is inspiring others too. Because people who are not used to that level of stress or that level of pressure, they'll, they'll see like the slightest drop and be like, oops, we got to stop, we got to recess. And then there's me or someone else in the same with a little bit more experience or more calluses just riding, running right into the flames. Like, hey, let's go do this, right? And then that inspires other people to realize, hey, maybe this doesn't suck as much as it does. Mm -hmm. Sean, you got any other thoughts? Yeah, I'd, I'd said that uh, to, to live an inspirational life, you can live it authentically, like naturally, without trying to inspire all of those around you. You can just be like a freak and, and on the freak train, given her, and not concerned with what anyone thinks. And through that process, you can inspire others, even though you're not trying to. You're just your freaky little train doing your freaky little thing, and you're loving it. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that at all. However... I think uh, all being uh, military, we can understand that a leader's job to some degree is to inspire. And it, it isn't like a, a hard cast in stone that your first priority is when you're leading your uh, troops. You have to be inspirational, but certainly it's like top 10. I mean, we can agree on that, that inspiration has to be in there somewhere in the top 10. And so uh, to Katie's point, like, uh, I, I feel the same way that uh, I, the best way to lead, in my opinion, is to lead by example, is to be at the front leading to if, if there's pushups being done, well, I'm the one who's cracking out the pushups as I'm counting them out for everyone around me. Lead by example, be in the game. And so if you truly are in the game, if you truly are pushing the pace, if you are kicking that ass legit, well, you're going to inspire people through default, like as a outcome without even trying hard. If you just do you really well, you will inspire people. But again, as a leader, I think you can do it really well and passively inspire those around you. But at a certain point, there's a line where you have to de determine how much you step over that line to not artificially, but to start using the power of inspiration as a tool to kind of actively 
push inspiration. So again, to make a distinction, you can passively inspire by just doing you and not actively pushing it out there. Or you can actively inspire just by pushing a little bit in whatever fashion you want, whether it's through writing or speaking or performing or just kicking that ass, however you want to do it, and then add a little bit of verbiage to what has just happened so that you're actively pushing it out there. They're two different things. And I think that each leader has to find what is authentic to them at that point on the line. Katie, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. Just being being genuine. That is, <laughs> it's amazing how hard that is for some people to just like be themselves. But absolutely, it, to just go out there and just like kind of be yourself and just be natural. Like your uh, your soldiers can see right through you if you're not being genuine. So I think you really nailed it with being authentic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, you got any points on this? Um, just kind of for Sean, really, it's, where's the point where it becomes naturally inspiring and you start getting into that whole coaching, inspiring and coaching. Like there's, I know what you're saying is that you could be that dude. You could be that guy that everyone says, Hey, let's follow him. But there comes a point where even just writing or doing podcasts and stuff like, like this could be passively inspiring for some random dude who, who just decides to watch. This is not actually coaching inspiring but where does that where does that hard line or is there a hard line well, well for me it's um it the line is constantly shifting based on who's in front of me and so um you know i think let me carefully categorize i'll call it passive and active inspiration so in the passive inspiration sense that's us doing us authentically and whoever's picking up what we're putting down and they're considering that as inspiration through that passive action, yay, everyone wins. But the moment that you have to actively inspire, well, now it becomes kind of homework. Now it becomes like, now I'm, now I've got a second job. I'm doing me and then I'm doing inspiration. And for each moment, I feel that you've, at least for me, each moment where I'm having to actively inspire, I have to be careful that it doesn't feel fake to me. So my bandwidth on like being, being Sean and maybe being a partial freak, if it inspires people out there, well, I can't add an extra 10% freak onto it. It might only be like 2.5% to dial up that freakiness. So it actively inspires someone. I can't push my inspiration mode so hard that now I know I'm faking it. And so with each person in front of me, it is a different ratio or a different equation. When I'm on that line and I think to myself, this is now about to turn into homework for Sean. I'd rather hang out in the passive inspirational phase rather than going homework phase. But there's times where you have to do a little bit of homework with um, the inspiration aspect, I think. Matt, you got any uh, thoughts on that? No, no, I like that. I like that uh, very much so. Because I agree the same thing. I mean, there's using the same terminology, passive and active. Passive inspiration, you're just doing you, right? And then people realize, you know, that you're the leader and they just keep on start following, right? But then there's, you're right, where it comes to the active and you're like, 
mentoring or coaching or directing where that person goes to get inspired, setting up for their success. You're right. That turns into homework. And it's, it is a, it, I wouldn't say a burden, but it is extra work on your mm-hmm. part to get them going. That makes sense. And that's okay. good work. Oh. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good work until it's not good work. Then it's a chore. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. Katie, you got any thoughts? Yeah, I think like what you're saying is evaluating like your audience, um, recognizing what their gaps might be and, you know, not just assuming that everybody knows what we know or thinks the same way, uh, trying to genuinely get to know the person and seeing what where they're at and what their goals are and where they're trying and where we're trying for actively and trying to inspire what our goal for them is um, and trying to reach them on, on that level of understanding where we can be on the same page and that, okay, I'm going to meet this person here because that's where they're at. And then I'm going to fill in the gaps. And that's how you, one way, I guess, to like actively inspire is identifying those gaps. Mm, indeed. Now, any other thoughts on that? I yeah. Got a couple uh, comments yeah. I mean, Katie's right. Everyone is so different. I mean, the, the gaps in every person are radically different most of the time. Uh, and so, a good leader or a good inspirer or a good coach or good mentor, um, if they're good, and the key word is good, they will have enough bandwidth, they'll have enough gap-filling ability to be able to deal with the situation in front of them without having to dial the, the rotary dial up to fake. But you've got to be in the game for a while. You've got to have experience to be able to have all of those gap tools to be able to fill it in authentically without turning it into fake mode. And so I think the tricky point, and and I'll just use a, it's a theoretical model example, that a young leader, we'll call it someone who's been in the game for maybe five years, um, their, their bandwidth is not that wide. And so there's probably a period between year five and year seven to year eight, where they have some confidence, they have skills, they know that they can inspire, but they haven't fully developed their bandwidth uh, skill set yet to be able to fill in all the gaps. So there's this really uncomfortable phase, this nebulous zone of uh, uh, where, where a leader is kind of sure of themselves, but they're unsure of themselves. They've, they've explored and they've made mistakes, but they haven't explored enough and made enough mistakes to learn all of the lessons to have that bandwidth. And so I think this is what I've observed, that there's a phase there uh, as an inspirer or a leader or mentor or guide that in that moment, we'll call it a one to two year phase for lack of a better term, a leader is unsure of themselves and how to play the person in front of them for the best outcome. And so sometimes if they don't have all that skill set to fill in those gaps, they'll have to dial up their rotary dial to, I'm going to call it a little bit of fakeness. And so, you know, if you want to, it's a, I've seen it happen too many times to not say it isn't a thing. It's a thing. It's just a matter of how bad can it get in that phase? I guess it depends on how responsible the nebulous zone is and how much they want to dial that rotary dial up to an 11, to a 12, to a 27, kind of making it up in the, in that uh, period. So uh, I think there's a tricky phase there as inspirers or as leaders. And what do you guys think? Katie, what do you think? 
No, I, I definitely agree. And uh, I, I can definitely also relate to being a new leader, being a brand new LT and not knowing what's going on, but you're still in charge. It's it's tricky there. And I think at those times, like you definitely have to rely on your mentors and your leadership to uh, be genuine, be like, I don't know what the answer is. I need help. Um, sometimes it takes people a little bit longer to learn how to ask for help, uh, especially in you know the military organization. But as soon as you realize that everybody doesn't know everything and that you can't ask for help and you know, when it comes to inspiring or being inspired, you can lean on you know your mentors and you know hopefully pass that down. Now, I have a question about this too, is that earlier you, you talked about like calluses and, you know, going through the rough times and that kind of teaches you things, but also calluses prevent, not so much prevent, but they dampen connection, right? Like you can't feel as much through a callus. So I'm wondering, is that part of what we're talking about in that range um, between of like trying to figure out who you are as a leader and how you're going to utilize the skill sets is like working those calluses back down so that you can connect with the people around you. Is that kind of what that's we're a great about? point. Um, and I really like the way you said that. Um, I think right now, and I'm guilty of this where I've, I'm almost in that point where I'm like, okay, I'm almost too callous. You know, I've, I feel as though like if I had to reflect personally, I need to start removing some of that callus to make sure that like, I'm still, mentally emotionally i'm able to uh connect still like that you know um been through some things at this point but now okay now it's time to um face face what you've been through reflect on what you've been through learn not avoid um things that you've been through um you know molding those lives those hardships those life situations um into something usable in the future not something that you tend to you know, push down and avoid. So I, I think at my point in my life, uh, I, I can recognize that I think it's time for me to actually start removing some of those calluses um, to benefit myself and the people around me. So I think that's a great point. Absolutely. Sean, you got any thoughts? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, all I was thinking was, I don't think you have to remove those calluses because you've got fingertips. And those fingertips are quite sensitive to the moment, but the calluses on your hand are required to do the heavy lifting. And so I think they have to interoperate. Over a period of time, you've got to develop calluses. But those calluses can stay there for the rest of your life as, as long as you understand that you've also got to have sensitive um, parts of your hand as well. To uh, When you're doing that handshake, sometimes you've got to do a, a firm calloused handshake, and sometimes it's got to be... You know, it's got to be a little more um, connected in the moment, as it were. And so um, I don't think anyone needs to remove calluses. We just have to be aware that we have calluses and then use those at the right time. Uh, and so the other thing that I'd like to play with with calluses, and this is not in reference to what Katie was saying, because she doesn't strike me as uh, that egotistical or she, she, you seem like you've got a good handle on humility. Uh, but uh, those calluses can also be ego. And so over a period of time, those calluses can get bigger and bigger and thicker and thicker until your ego is the handshake or your ego is the thing that is uh, causing you to lose sensitivity in the moment. And so I would say that leave the calluses on the hand if they're, if they're created through hard work and experience. But if those calluses are ego, time to start shaving them down. <laughs> Matt, you got any thoughts? 
No, I, I kind of like how this is going with the whole cow story. It's um, it's interesting. But uh, one thing I when it pops in my head is like when you got calluses, right? Calluses are the hard work. What's in the moment? It's growing. It's going. That's what you're doing, right? But then for some reason, scars keep on coming into play in my mind about this too, right? Calluses can turn into scars and scars can turn into stories. And those stories, when we were talking about the passive and active, um, I put down for passive, that's like your wisdom, right? You're, you're, you're just being the dude and you're sharing your wisdom, right? That's your calluses showing I'm going to pick it up the stone and I'm doing the hard work. Where for the active, you're sharing your knowledge and that's your scars. That's your, you're telling them how you got these scars, how you got these calluses, not in the act of showing these calluses and calluses being the metaphor, obviously. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Any Katie, I saw something peak in your mind there as that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think for, for me personally, like I, this, I'm doing a lot of self-reflection over here. Um, I, I think my arena of where, um, I need reps is forming calluses probably um, when it comes to dealing with emotions, talking about emotions, being okay with talking about emotions. And so I don't think I have um, enough reps and sets to feel comfortable doing that. I think you can apply this metaphor to um, a bunch of different things. I think personally what hits home is like knowing that uh, I need some more reps and sets and to develop those calluses. as far as being able to talk emotionally um, and being emotionally connected. I think that's, that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Sean thoughts. Yeah. And I think that a great way to seek inspiration to get better at inspiring is to broaden uh, horizons or become a little bit more of a three-dimensional model. And so as Katie said, she she might have all the calluses in the world on a whole pile of different subjects and be amazing at all of those things. But then maybe her just her one her, and her only shortcoming, for lack of a better term, is she needs to, you know, get better at uh, emotions, for lack of a better term. But how do you do that? Well, you don't do it in the trajectory that you're in currently or it would have been done in the past. And so... And and this is this is me not speaking directly to Katie. This is just Katie is the proxy to bring the subject up. So, if for for someone out there who's thinking I have, there's just that one thing that I need to get better at. Well, get better at it by doing things completely differently. Get involved with a crew that has that has all the sensitivity, that has all the emotions, that has all the things that that uh, you're looking to improve on. And what is interesting, I feel, for uh, military and veterans is uh, we kind of tend to be a little insular or uh, almost incestuous in our ideas of how to solve these kind of things. If, if someone says, look, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the inspiration train and I've got it figured out like 9 out of 10, but I'm missing that extra 10%, and that extra 10% is based on I can't emotionally connect with people as well as I want to in order to better inspire how do I do that? Well, get out of the veteran crew, get out of the the serving crew and try something different. Because if it was working for you already, it wouldn't be a shortcoming. So sometimes to step out of the arena into a completely different environment, whether that's competitive macrame or some sport or freaking frisbee golf it doesn't much matter what it is get into something that is radically different for you that might fill that gap in 
in a uh, more effective and efficient manner to kind of close the gap. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Any, any other thoughts on that? <clears throat> I got a couple comments and a question for you guys, but if everybody's good, I can. Okay. So, uh, Winterstorm jumps in here and he says, uh, traveling dog and explosion show. Awesome. <laughs> good day. Right there. Uh, Satch in motion. Got noon team. Good to see you, Satch. Says, doing my best and maximizing my own skill sets allows for a mindset of inspiration, both for me and others. That's a great way to look at it for sure. Uh, and then Winterstorm jumps in here. He says, when you don't reduce your life to base survival, you allow yourself to be inspired and inspire others. Do better to be better, be better for those, for others to be better. Hmm. Any thoughts on that? Sean? No? Good? Everybody? Okay. And then uh, Carl jumps in and he says, I just spit my coffee on competitive macrame. So <laughs> competitive <laughs> macrame. I love it. Um, so now my question is, we're talking about passive and active inspiration and, you know, calluses and dealing, you know, connecting with others. Where is social media's place in this? Because it is a huge angle to look at this and we're using it right now, obviously, but where is the it, social media being a tool in and of itself for this? How do we do it better? How do we utilize that tool to the best of its ability? Sean, I know you got lots of opinions on this. So I'm going to start with you. <laughs> yeah, my, my opinions are all bad, though. Like, I mean, I don't know how to do this thing. I don't know how to do social media well. I don't know how to inspire on, on the digital platform as well as I want to. In fact, it drives me crazy because I suck at it. And I don't like sucking at things. So uh, I'm super uncomfortable when it comes to social media and inspiration. If, if my life would be a whole lot easier if the internet didn't exist and I could just bumble through the world doing my best and inspiring people as I walk past them at bus stops or whatever. Uh, and But then the problem is now you're only inspiring one person per day instead of maybe a hundred or maybe a thousand or whatever. And so two people per day is better than one person per day and so that leaves that leaves the social media platform aspect which again I'm super uncomfortable on but I see it not as a necessary evil but I see it as a necessary tool that I've got to get better at while still being true to myself because I just I am not into fake it till you make it I got to be Sean and I got to do it on social media so now I got to put myself out in front of the world every day and suck and make mistakes and try to get better. And hopefully through that process, people who have tracked my little journey for the last uh, year or whatever, they, they will be encouraged or inspired to try and do it better than I am. Because I mean, I'm a bit of a gong show on, on the socials and other people hopefully will look at what I'm doing and think, that dude sucks i can do it better and now they're after it whatever it takes to inspire people that can be uh done in many ways as they see me bumbling my way through the world they should be trying to outperform my bumbling ways so um i'm not trying to do what i do on social media in a fake way i'm just trying to do and then for everyone out there who thinks they can do it better or if they think i'm doing it better and they want to match me then freaking bring it bring your best to beat me or meet me or whatever the case is that brings the best out of someone 
Katie, what are your thoughts on social media in this aspect? <laughs> yeah, social media. Um, <clears throat> I, I haven't been on social media from its inception. In fact, like in the beginning, I kind of dug my heels into it. Um, not wanting, kind of resisting a little bit. Um, and then through a few events through my life, um, it or my, my audience organically grew. And I have been approached by a few people that were just like, you know, hey, people want to see who Katie is, not just, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, they, they want to see other things. And I think back to your point, Sean, like, it's called imposter syndrome, where you're just like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm the right person for this. You know, like, Welcome why does anybody care what I have to say? And um getting over that aspect of social media i think is probably the most difficult some people are very good at just posting whatever here's what i'm eating here's what i'm doing um i think uh maybe for people like you and i it, it takes a little bit more of just like okay I, at least maybe i should just speak for myself but for me it, it's you know maybe if I can understand that people could be inspired by the way that I live my life, then I will feel more apt to sharing it because right now it's, I'm still in a struggle of just like what people want to know what I'm doing all the time. People have to like care what I have to say, like, you know, and it's like a weird feeling of like me. Uh, And so understanding that, that your reach is, you know, um, amplified by social media and that you can inspire others, you know, through, through your actions and what you're doing just by simply recording and putting it out there into the, into the metasphere. Um, just kind of understanding that aspect, you know, then you can kind of put your, your own personal feelings kind of aside and be like, okay, I'm doing this for the betterment of other people. Mm-hmm. Matt, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that social media is kind of like a smorgasbord of inspiration and it all depends it all depends what you're looking for. It's a troubled if it's like fake or if it's not what you're looking for, it's not the direction you're going for, but it's kind of like one of those things where you can pick and choose or you can mix together and make your own plate of inspiration that you, you need as an individual, right? Um, for people on the internet who are inspiring, I think it's, I think they, sometimes they get swallowed up by the fame of it and they start going down that freak train way down too much. And a lot of fakeage, right, happening off of that. Um, Katie, your imposter syndrome T-shirts in the mail, just so you know, we're all on the same page on that regard. Um, <laughs> I think it just, it's really just being true. And the people you collect is the people that need to be following you by themselves, not you are pushing them towards you. I really like this idea of an inspiration buffet. Uh, and my camera just turned off for some reason weird um yeah an inspiration buffet i think that's a that's a great idea <laughs> it's just like a complete layout of whatever it is you want to be inspired by it's out there um i, I got a i got a yeah. question for katie because uh we we talk over here on a not a constant basis but semi-regular basis about uh imposter syndrome and to which i claim that i've got 101 percent imposter syndrome and i every single day that i get in front of this microphone i just shake my head and wonder what the heck is even going on. Uh, so, uh, but I do, I do get in front of it every day uh, because I, well, I have my own reasons and I'm not going to precede my question to you with my reasons. I'm going to ask you what your reasons are. Why do you get in front of the microphone? 
Um, yeah. So for me, um, I, a lot, I would say 90% of what I like to do and re- tie into is mental health. Um, so when I have days where I'm like, I'm not sure why I'm doing this. It goes back to awareness for mental health, especially within our communities. I love to talk about it. I love um, bringing awareness to the issues. I think it's one of the most underrated uh, issues that we have. And I think it's gaining um, attention um, more so than it has in the past. But um, so for example, fitness, nutrition, and you know, the tenets of you know, holistic um, health you know, if I can inspire people, um, you know, to get to the gym, to eat a little bit cleaner, to have a better quality of life, um, you know, that that's always why I keep coming back. You know, that's why I'm just like, why am I doing this? Why why do I take the time, you know, to, to post and make posts and, and, you know, photography and videography and all like, why why am I doing this? And it's like, because I want to inspire people to tap into that, you know, holistic approach to, to health. And that's, that's why I do it. I like that a lot. Sean, you got any follow-up? I do. I have a follow-on question. And so I dig it. I dig it. But uh, now to the meat and potatoes of it, do you feel that to date your outcome or your efforts uh, that you put into it and the outcome that you're seeing do you feel that it's satisfying? Um, I, I think I, you know, I, I think I do fall short of reaching like that, that goal. Um, but where I, I get my satisfaction is, um, those personal DMS when people reach out and they're like, you're the reason why I went to the gym today. Um, you're, you're the reason why I did this or, um, Hey, can you check out this, um, this fundraiser? Um, I know this is your thing and, you know, can you help promote this? And like the fact that people know that, you know, I can be an outlet, um, to, you know, repost and share and help gain awareness. Like that's what's satisfying to me. Um, as far as social media itself, uh, I'm not sure yet. (laughs) I think I'm still, I'm still, you know, navigating my way through social media and like really, you know, okay, these are the benefits of social media. Um, but what's satisfying is, you know, those, those one-on-one connections that, you know, when people reach out, like, oh, I was having a, a tough day. Thank you for posting that. You know, that made my day, um, that kind of stuff. That's what, you know, is satisfying for me. And one last follow-on question. So I don't know how much podcasting you do or how much public speaking you do. And I'm not talking about speaking to the troops. I'm talking about speaking to, you know, the planet kind of thing. Um, do you do podcasting much? Um, I, ha- I have done, um, depending on which era in life, I've done a few events where podcasts will pick up. And sometimes, uh, you know, you know, I've probably done two in the last six months. Um, before then, probably a little bit more. Um, but I, I do like these forums. I love this open discussion. I love the back and forth. And um, I, I think it's a genuine way to like, instead of like a Q&A, you know, um, it's a genuine way to get, you know, messages across and say, you know, you know, have a voice in this forum. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Uh, now, <clears throat> this goes into kind of what I was thinking was um, 
I'm going to ask this rant to question to everybody here because we're all on it. We're all on social media. We're all trying to do it better. Do you think that perhaps the difficulty with posting is that, at least for me, I'm thinking about it this way, is that I understand the importance of what it is that I'm trying to get across and therefore overanalyze or perhaps analyze too much into what we're putting out there versus others who are just like, I'll just post this food and I'll post this plate and I'll post the sidewalk and I'll post the sun. And, you know, like, do you think that that's part of it? I know for myself, I struggle with that in terms of I will overanalyze what it is I'm trying to put out there. And then by the time I get to what I want to get to, it's already, it's like two, three days later. And then I'm like, oh, well, now it's too late. Is it a similar process for you guys or what do you think, Katie? I'm going to start with you and then I'll go down go down the panel. Yeah, I think uh, I got some good advice because I, I it's just like you guys, you know, I have been trying to get better about it. Um, I think some good advice that I got were, you know, try to find, you know, one to three focuses um, for what you're trying to put out into the world. Um, so, you know, it could be like fitness, outdoors, whatever the case may be, uh, mental health awareness. And then from there, you know, trying to um, well, when it comes to like a story, like trying to incorporate, you know, a lifestyle, like you as a person, it's hard for me to say, but I guess people want to get to know you as a person. <laughs> they want to see like what's behind the curtain. And uh, that that for me is uncomfortable. So I'm still building my calluses with that. I haven't even begun to tap into you know, that, that lifestyle aspect of, you know, who I am, um, because I'm very comfortable at posting fitness shooting that you know things that i'm you know just like that's just what i do that's just you know the very comfortable post. as far as opening up and like oh this is who i am it's like i'm struggling with that but um i think if we could tap into that um that realm that that was some advice that somebody gave me so <laughs> I like it matt what do you think yeah like i am totally guilty of this the same analysis paralysis as, as you like I, I literally on my desktop, I have like three videos, how to take a strip loin and rip it apart, but I haven't posted it yet. Cause I'm just sitting here waiting for that correct moment, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, I do have two Instagrams accounts, as you guys know, one's more food and fun and the other one's the more coaching lifestyle kind of thing. And I do struggle more with the lifestyle one because I always think to myself, if I post something, a who is there to listen and B, am I correct? And I don't want to give that false narrative or false hope or false information. And so that's literally slows me down in posting the more meaningful stuff for me onto the second on cultivated knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sean, what about you? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't struggle too much to put out content because my content is just me doing me. I could, I could put out more content if I wanted to, if, if people insisted that I put out more content, I mean, most of my content is just me doing my life. It's not like I'm creating special moments where, you know, I, I lease a supercar for the day and take all kinds of photos around it. I mean, that's just not me, Uh, but my life is what's kind of up on the interwebs to some degree. However, there are two things that I'd like to say. And one is when I first started this social media thing, uh, a good friend of mine, his wife said, you know, Sean, you're a good storyteller. You should just tell stories. It's, it's in your DNA. Uh, so just tell a story when you're doing social media. And she was right. And until that moment, I hadn't been telling a story 
at just being telling facts or telling data or telling bandwidth, but I wasn't telling a story. I wasn't tying the human experience to the maybe inspirational information at hand. So the storytelling for me is, is the key. And so now I'm going to take that storytelling um, importance and then play it out in, in the sense of how it works well for me. If, if I've got to put out content, and when I say if I have to versus want to, if I have to, then I have to sit down and find a way, if I'm writing something, to write so that I enjoy my writing. So I'm kind of writing it to maybe inspire a little bit, but the process of writing whatever I'm going to writing has got to be a enjoyable process for me where I, I like writing. I, I think I'm a crafty writer from time to time. So I like to craft. And so if I'm going to put out a post, I'm going to put my game within the game. I'm not just putting it out to the game. I've got to turn a game within the game. So before I put the content out, I've got to get all, all freaky in there with my own enjoyment, my own game within the game before I put it out to the big game. So uh, I'd say for anyone out there who's looking to create content, whether it feels authentic to you or not, take the time to figure out how to make it fun for you. And so for Matt with the with the stakes that uh, stake videos that he wants to put up, well, you know, it, I'm, I'm sure that he's about that far away from releasing them. But if he just did a little tweak on those videos where he kind of did one of those, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I dig that. That's what it's missing, you know. We have to think that that's fun. We have to think that that's good, if you will, before we put it out there, I think. Interesting. Matt, you got any thoughts on that? No, but now the challenge is open to put those stupid videos That's up. right. Uh, You're welcome. Thanks, Sean. Um, you mentioned it. Yeah, no, no, just planting those seeds, buddy. Just yeah. planting those seeds. That's what we're here for, buddy. That's, we're here for. that's, that's what we're all here for. Just trying no. to inspire. <laughs> no, honestly, I like what you said, Sean, there about how you make it a game. You know, like you make it suck so that the sucking suck sucker for someone else. Um, no, it's, and it's true. Like, when it comes to writing for myself, I like I'll whip up a word document and just like just go crazy for like an hour. And it's like, here's this small little post and then blah, right? Um, and I enjoy that too as well. And I think that for me is more um, entertaining, more pleasurable, more worthwhile to share than, hey, here's the sun and it's falling off a tree. I don't know, right? Um, yeah, no, I like what I like what you said about that. Katie, what are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I'm learning. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> We're all taking notes. This is great. <laughs> do, do you know uh, something that you said, Matt, and I found myself in the same situation as well. Sometimes I'll sit down and I'll get a little too crafty and I'll maybe I'll spend an hour being all super crafty. And at the end of it, I won't be satisfied with my mega craftiness. And I'll be like, I ain't posting that. That's dumb. How did I even get to this point where my craftiness is like irritating me? But guess what? That time is not wasted. Even if you don't post it up, you sat down for an hour and thought about things. You sat down and thought about things to a level that was deep enough to make you kind of, oh, I can't put that out. It's maybe it's too deep. It's too crafty. It's too whatever. Well, guess what? That's good stuff as far as I'm concerned. 
whether it never gets on the interwebs or not, don't matter. That's quality time with you spent writing. And, and what is inspiration, by the way? Inspiration, we've been talking about externally and how to inspire others. How about inspiring ourselves? Inspiration is also an internal act where we can we can inspire ourselves through the act of writing and no one ever has to read that writing. We're encouraging our inner creative, if you will. And I think everyone has some cre creativity in them to some degree, some more than others, and some haven't discovered their creativity yet. But through the act of trying to be inspiring to others, you can be inspiring yourself to be more creative in all aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. And I like when you're bringing up writing, because writing for me is one of those things where, like, I got, like, so many journals just kicking around. That's, like, my nonfiction. I got, like, a fiction. I got a daily, a daily. I got, like, recipes. Like, there's so many journals. It's crazy around here. But writing for me is something where it's, it's, it's inspirational. It gets the thoughts out of the brain so they're not spinning like a rabbit going crazy in here, right? So they're actually there. And it's something I can review later. Like, hey, three years ago, I thought about this, and I've executed it. Here's now my success story of what I've done. And I I literally have five-year plans where it's like blocks of what I'm doing and it slowly scales. And I'm able to go back and actually reflect on that. And it's inspiring to see what I've succeeded or what I haven't, but I can re-engage in a different level now that I'm more prepared or more learned about it. So yeah. And that's kind of like, yeah, that's pretty much what I wanted to say, Sean. Well, that's clear ownership, you know? That's, yeah. that's awesome. Katie, you got any thoughts on the writing process or inspiring yourself? Um, not so much. I'm not, I'm not a huge writer, um, so to speak, but <laughs> I do like to read. So maybe I'll just read some of your guys' stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's got a lot of good stuff. So I don't know about reason. that. <laughs> uh, an, um, another thing that I'd like to add on this uh, inspiration piece or internal inspiration. <clears throat> so when I, when I started making an effort at social media course, the videos that I was putting out sucked. Everything sucked. I, ju I just sucked on social media. But I took it on as a personal challenge to get better. And so not to inspire others, but to get better at what I was trying to do. And through that process, if anyone's been tracking my videos that I've been putting out, my writing videos mostly, I, I, I couldn't freaking shoot videos well. I They were terrible videos, man. Of course, I don't have like the big mega budget with the big mega team running around behind me on a mountain bike saying, whoa, let me get that shot with the sunshine in the background. That's just me with my camera on some dirt. I put it on a tree and I ride past it or I mean, it's just it's the Sean show, the Sean Gong show. But from a year ago, my video sucked. But now I'm actually I'm, I'm not pleased with them, but they're getting acceptable. And so that is me inspired by my own actions that through a timeline, I can reflect back and think, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm kind of heading in the right direction, generally speaking. I don't suck as bad, so I can see a path forward. That inspiration for me as that reflection should also be an effect for anyone else out there who has seen my nonsense from a year ago and my nonsense from yesterday. And the delta between those two things is pretty big, I feel. And so if I can freaking do it, anyone can do it. Because I started from suck, and now here I am, like, reasonably acceptable. So 
I think that through our own actions, just trying to be better performers within our own life, to me, that's a pretty good way to inspire someone if they can look far enough backwards. Yeah, your uh, your videos are awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like I, the the writing videos have, incre have increased in uh, technical skill quite yeah. quite a bit, and uh, which is awesome. I do remember when you first started using slow mo, and he would like ride his bike past. Oh yeah, it was terrible. And then it was all slow mo, and I thought it was hilarious because <laughs> I don't know how many people realized it that they, he had to like get to that position, get off his bike tie his phone up on a tree, ride his bike back up the trail, ride past the oh, trail it's, again. It's, then it's ridiculous. It was, it was awesome. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but you know what is what is truly ridiculous for me in those moments was I was looking at that that as so contrived, so artificial, so fake. I was like, man, it, if someone was out here standing filming me as I shredded past them, that's a whole different thing than me having to set up the camera and create this moment. And it was feeling contrived. But uh, I came to realize that um, I, what I'm doing is what I'm doing. It's just being captured. I'm just going down a trail, putting my, my camera or my phone camera on a, on a tree and then riding past it, which I would have done anyway. And so now I'm trying to figure out ways to get all kinds of crazy out there with the video camera to to do freaky things with the camera that just don't even make sense to me so i can explore my bandwidth create a game within the game where i'm amusing myself as i create content to please me and then put it out there to see if anyone's picking up what i'm putting down and what i'm putting down is the difference between today and a year ago and if again if anyone's tracking that it it should be pretty evident that even the village idiot can uh, put a bit of time into things and put out not a bad product. Well, I mean, you and I are here still going, so that's still going. <laughs> We're doing pretty well. Um, now, I had one last question. I got a couple comments here. Any other thoughts on any of that before we move on? Everyone's good. Okay. Uh, so Winterstorm jumps in here. He says, uh, I think you inspire others when you stop trying and begin doing. I think that's a, a great key point for sure. Uh, Satch Motion jumps in. He says, I think if we are to inspire on social media, we must also understand how and why people want to be inspired and then attack from that vector, which absolutely. Um, he also carries on. He says, I expressed my issues in regards to imposter syndrome with a therapist. And she responded by saying, you are an imposter if you're not taking action. If action is taken towards a goal, then by definition, you are not an imposter. Which I think is... Pretty, pretty accurate. Well, every day I'm fighting my imposter syndrome by showing up with disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> Still in the game, though. <laughs> Still in the game. Uh, and then uh, Winterstorm jumps in. He says, further to my point, when we do triumph uh, and fails rather than try, only when we believe we will succeed, we inspire. Mm -hmm. There's also another, there's a great quote by a very wise man. It is, try not, do, or do not. There is no try. Anybody can tell me who that is? Yoda. Dang right. Not I'm going to pull up Star Wars anytime I can. Easy, easy, lemon squeezy. Who <laughs> said be that? I'd be surprised how many people don't know that one. And then uh, Winterstorm427 jumps in. He says, the Sean Gong Show. Not pleased with it, but it's acceptable. New merch idea. There you go. There's a t-shirt right there. Um, now, we got just a couple minutes left, but I want to touch on this. Touch on this is that, you know, we talked about getting yourself inspired, but for those that feel completely uninspired, 
what would your guys' recommendations be for those that are really struggling with, you know, trying to find that inspiration within themselves? What would your uh, points be, Katie? What do you think? Yeah, I, uh, I read an article the other day about, like, it was, you know, if you had a choice to change and if it was life or death, would you? And the whole article is about um, individuals with, you know, morbid obesity and people that have these, you know, or uh, smoking or excessively drinking or, um, you know, people who are faced with lifestyle changes. And, you know, you, you know, doctors and medical staff, you're like, you need to change or you will die. And it's the, the numbers in this article were insane. I'm not going to quote them because I don't remember them, but the majority of people, um, tend not to change. And so what does that say? You know, we're, we're, you know, we're comfortable. We don't want to change. Change is hard. Change is foreign. I don't know how to change. Um, so I think it just, it was a fascinating read just to, you know, your life is online here and you're choosing not to change. So inspire inspiration to, you know, people just like who are, the article went on to say, you know, people with structure and a support crew, uh, support structure, um, those who, um, had, you know, people to turn to people that support them, you know, that's, that's when uh, the small majority of people were able to change is having that huge support crew. Um, so I would say, you know, depending on what, you know, those individuals want to be inspired to do, or just to get out of a rut or depression, um, identify people to hold you accountable uh, to change and make sure that they are, you know, advocates um, and they're in your corner and they are checking up on you. Um, those are the individuals that saw the most success as far as uh, behavioral change. Mm-hmm. Matt, what are you thinking? No, I 100% agree with the whole like, accountability partner. I think that's one of the most valuable tools a person can have for change is someone to call them on their BS when they're they're going through that sage um another thing too for some like self-inspiration and stuff like that a lot of people get swallowed up by the big the big end goal problem right you're going to lose weight you got to lose weight or you're going to die right well to lose weight i mean that's that's such a broad thing i mean what do you do to lose weight there's six thousand different ways you can do that but if you just break it down to a small part like today i am not drinking coca-cola not a brand reference um that is one step to get you closer tomorrow Maybe I'm not going to order fried chicken. That's another step, right? That's successes. And those little successes start adding up. And by the end of the week, you're saying, you know what? I successfully did this. I can do it again. And then you do it again and you do it again. But if you look at the big problem and you have no real reason or no small steps to get there, you might as well say go fly the moon and back. You know, you got to have those small steps in that plan to get to where you need to go. Mm -hmm. You're saying I can't fly to the moon? Well, chance you can. <laughs> However, you got to start. Dude, dude, your arms are big enough. You could almost flap your way there. Dang, so right. that's, that's what true. I was thinking. That's the bird true. will just fly. You yeah. know? What do you think, Sean? I think that uh, I think both both of the uh, guests on the panel are correct. Uh, however, I'd just like to add a bit of granularity to it because I know what Matt was saying was a pretty uh, broad generalization. There are people out there that the moment that they say you can't fly to the moon, I'm freaking flapping my wings like, right away. And so there's there's a part of the demographic out there that is uh, intrigued or encouraged or enamored with um, things that are crazy, 
you know, the freak train stuff. And so I look at Katie and I think, I've never been in an EOD suit, but freaking I'll run a marathon in an EOD suit. If, if Katie can do it, I want to do it. I don't know if I can do it, but I know that some freak out there could do it. Then I want a piece of that action. And so our inspirations, each person's inspirations are different. And, and I'm not going to target lock anyone into a tiny little box that says, inspiration only works for you this way in that tiny little box. Because I've seen people that are in those tiny little boxes pop their little heads out like a gopher and think, ooh, I want a piece of that. Like right out of the blue, like unexpectedly. It's a weird moment in time where something just like twigs in their brain and they think, I want some of that. And it doesn't make any sense five seconds prior. But five seconds later, they've got a target in their head and they want some of that. So we need more Katie's out there, as it were, to inspire people with these almost too big goals, these almost uncompletable things, these impossible actions that are in some people's minds. And that's why in my Instagram stories this morning, uh, as I was thinking about inspiration, Muhammad Ali came up uh, and, and uh, there's a quote from Muhammad Ali about his feelings on what impossible is or isn't more correctly. And uh, so I think that mankind needs all kinds of forms of inspiration for all the kinds of people that are out there. So eventually it touches someone in a way that they need in that moment. Now, we are just over time right now, so I'm going to go around, get some final thoughts, and then we can shut her down for the afternoon. Matt, what do you think? What do you got? Um, just to follow up on, yeah, no, yeah, just follow up on Sean's point there about the freaks that pop their heads out. Um, there's that concept, too, of the anti, writing down your anti self, the actual worst possible, possible vision that you could be, and then striving not to be that. And I think that's a different conversation for a different day, but I kind of like where that one was going. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Katie, final thoughts on anything we've gone over so far today? No, I just appreciate this. I appreciate, you know, I think this is, this is the start of, start of that, you know, inspiration train that we're talking about, you know, getting it out there, talking about it, you know, hopefully, you know, we can share this enough that people will watch us and be like, okay, now I'm curious as, you know, what are my goals? What's going to inspire me to reach those goals? What are the steps I need to, you know, get there? Um, that's what this is all about, right? So I appreciate this conversation. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you being here, Sean. Final thoughts? That's, that's what it is all about. So, yeah. choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> Time to jump on the freight train. The uh, I do really want to just say thank you so much, Katie. Really do appreciate the conversation, Matt. Always good to have you on as well, Sean. Always a great conversation for sure. This has been um, inspiring. inspiring. It's been inspiring. There I it is. Say. And you know the funny thing is, is that every day I think a lot of people see on social media the the inspirers, those that are going out and wanting to inspire the rest of the crowd and want to be like, everybody follow me. But those people also get inspired when people pick up the train, when people jump on the train, I should say, when they pick up the, uh, pick up what we're throwing down. And I do really appreciate y'all out there. So appreciate the comments, appreciate the engagement. We're definitely going to carry that on. So as we continue to learn how to not only inspire others, we can build upon our own inspiration and then we can grow into the people that we're meant to be. You can do that with us 
every day here on The Collective. We'll see you all tomorrow. Chimo.